Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, and comment right here, right now. Let's do this first. Do miracles still happen? And, and what is a miracle? I think they happen every day. When closed minds open up and the spiritually blind suddenly see the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and rebels surrender and become God's children. Jesus promised that we who believe can have a part in great works like these by making requests in his name. Our Heavenly Father waits for us to draw near with our big petitions. He looks to see that we are asking based on the merits and the reconciling work of Jesus. He also wants us to see that we have confessed all known sin and firmly believe that He will do what He said. We are to have faith that He'll keep His promises and will respond for our good. The Bible says that God delights in giving His children gifts. Matthew 7:11. Yep, God alone knows the perfect action to take and the right time to take it. But he invites us to ask in faith and keep on asking. What in the world is going on? And what kind of horror story is this? It was the day after Thanksgiving, this year. Truly a Black Friday for one of California's community after a Virginia state trooper, I guess a former Virginia State Trooper allegedly drove across America, abducted a California teenager that he had catfished online, murdered her entire family, and set the home on fire. Just before 11 o'clock Friday morning, police in Riverside, California, were asked to conduct a welfare check on a man and a young woman who seemed to be having some type of disturbance. As she got into his car, the young woman turned out to be a teenager whose name and age have not been released. The man turned out to be a 28-year-old Austin Lee Edwards, a, a Virginia cop who allegedly catfished. That is, he deliberately misrepresented himself to the girl online. That's not unusual and how dangerous the Internet can be. At about the same time, police began receiving reports about a house fire in the same vicinity. The fire was coming from the home of the teen girl shared with her mother. 38-year-old Rick Wynick and her grandparent, Sherry Wynick, 65, Mark, 69. When firefighters arrived on the scene, they made a gruesome discovery. Brooke, Sherry, and Mark all lay inert at the front hallway. Officials transported them outside, determined that the three were victims of an apparent homicide. See, I think about this. I'm taking care of five grandchildren here, guardian. It's a crazy world. You don't know what's going on. After several hours of chasing this guy down, he was shot to death. Kelso, California. What in the world? I continue to remind you that there are nutcases in every occupation. Don't ever forget that. Where's my gun? Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from Connecticut and a top gun control advocate, dismissed on Sunday the possibility that lawmakers will pass a new gun control legislation act before Republicans take control of the House in January. After two mass shootings last week, President Biden demand, demanded, what a bozo, that Congress pass stricter gun control laws before the new Congress convenes in January. Sorry, Joey. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is just sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero, none, not a single solitary rationale for a thing like that except profit for gun manufacturers. 
Joe, get back in the basement. A red flag warning from London for the entire world. The well-established link between the, well, pandemic shots and blood clots, myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes, that's enough to stop the program. That, according to a London oncologist. And further, the average age of death from COVID-19 in the UK is 82, which is higher than the age for all other causes, which is 81. But there's another reason to stop the shots, according to Dr. Angus Dalish, professor of oncology at St. George University. As a practicing oncologist, I'm seeing people with stable disease rapidly, operative word, rapidly progressing after being forced to have a booster, usually so they can travel someplace. Even with my own personal contacts, I'm seeing B-cell-based diseases after the boosters. They describe being distinctively unwell a few days to weeks after the booster. One, developing leukemia. Two, working colleagues, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And an old friend who has felt like he's had long COVID since receiving his booster. And the stories go on and on. Wave while we've been doing that. Wave the red flag. Well, I think this is happening everywhere. United States? Yeah. Let's go to London, though. Fewer than 50% of the people in England and Wales consider themselves Christians. According to the most recent census there, the first time the country's official religion has been followed by a minority of the population there. Britain has become less religious. They have become less white in the decades since the last census. Figures from the 2021 census released Tuesday by the Office for National Statistics. Some 46.2% of the population of England and Wales describe themselves as Christians on the day of the 2021 census. That was down 59.3% a decade earlier. The Muslim population has grown from 4.9% to 6.5% of the population. More than one in three people, or 37%, said they have no religion. How sad. You better get faith in Jesus Christ. Dump that religion thing. Get saved today. Jesus is coming soon. It's a sign of the times. Morneos, run after this. Well, it's one of those days where I'm thinking about uh, fishing. Why not? For some reason, I was thinking about drifting, especially if I get lazy, put out only one anchor. If it's somewhat windy, I'm all over the place. In a similar way, unless you anchor in the Word, you can easily slip away from a close relationship with God. The unsecured vessel may float quickly to a new location, whereas a spiritual change can occur slowly and without knowledge. In fact, because such slippage is often gradual, it's easy to adjust to each slight shift, and become accustomed to an increasingly superficial Christian walk, like I talk about a superficial new America. Spiritual drifting usually indicates living outside of the will of God. My friend, being adrift over time can produce devastating results in your Christian walk. Sure it can. Christians may eventually lose interest in the things of God. Excitement over spiritual truth diminishes, and obeying biblical commands may seem less important. Then the old heart, which was once so pliable, can lose sensitivity to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to miss the best God has for your life. 
And worst of all, your waywardness will grieve the Heavenly Father. Anchor, put out one, two, three of them there so you don't move from God. little warning against spiritual drifting. What else is happening? The world's largest active volcano. It's erupted in Hawaii, Mauna a part of the chain of volcanoes that formed the Hawaiian Islands, started spewing lava on Sunday night for the first time since back in 1984. The company, which lends money to customers using their cryptocurrency as collateral, has reached a deal to be bailed out by FTX. Well, when the crypto market tanked, but now it turns out FTX wasn't really in a position to rescue anyone. BlockFi has started Chapter 11 proceedings now owes its top 10 creditors nearly $1.2 billion. What is going to happen there? Twitter's new CEO tweeted that Apple is threatening to pull that app from the App Store and has stopped advertising on the social media platform. And as a result, the always understated Elon Musk questioned whether the tech giant hates free speech in America and called out the CEO Tim Cook directly. A fight with Apple won't help Musk get back his $44 billion investment. Getting booted from its store would limit access to any new users. And according to the Washington Post, Apple was the platform's top advertiser in Q1. In celebrity news, somehow, in an apparent attempt to be edgy in its advertising, Balashega started in 1930. French designer vaulted right over the edge into the abyss. Last week, the fashion house had to apologize twice in one day for two separate ad campaigns that seriously missed the mark. And while Kim Kardashian was in the middle of it, she publicly denounced the brand had something to do with child porn and other things. What a mess in advertising. Wow, could cost millions and millions in these two campaigns. Now, I wonder why this is. Major motorcycle rallies that bring hog enthusiasts together are linked to a surge in organ donations in the surrounding areas? A study published yesterday, the seven largest U.S. rallies were associated with a 21% boost in organ donors compared to the time periods before and after. It's not the first study to link these rallies to traffic fatalities, and the researchers stressed that safety measures should be increased. Still, amidst a major shortage of organ donors, they also said efforts should be made to translate eligible deaths from those events into organ donations, whatever that means. In brief, in other areas, Biden called on Congress to force railroad workers to accept a labor deal that several unions have now rejected in order to prevent a strike that could cost America $2 billion a day. The World Health Organization has re-Christianed monkeypox as mpox saying the infectious disease's original moniker could be construed as racist. More than 180,000 Georgians have already cast their vote in the December 6th Senate runoff election between Walker and Warnock, thanks to early voting. Both parties are spending big time to drive turnout. Houston shut down its public schools yesterday after millions of the city's residents were warned to boil their water following a power outage at purification plants. European law enforcement arrested 49 people to shut down a super cartel that allegedly controlled 33% of the cocaine trade in Europe. Do you think these stats are correct?
80% of Vatican priests are gay. Homosexuality, 8 out of 10, according to an explosive new book, which claims to uncover double lives of homophobic priests who use male prostitutes. 80%. The 570-page expose titled In the Closet of the Vatican claims that four and five clerics in the Roman Catholic Church are homosexuals but aren't necessarily sexually active. French sociologist and journalist Frederick Martel, who spent four years conducting 1,500 interviews for this book, found that some priests maintain discreet long-term relationships, while others live double lives having casual sex with gay partners and using male prostitutes. That weather warning is out there as a potent multifaceted storm rolls out of the Rockies. Severe weather ranging from high winds to tornadoes going to be possible from the northwestern Gulf Coast to the Mississippi Valley. According to AccuWeather, approximately 40 million people in the south-central United States will be at risk for severe thunderstorms on Tuesday alone. We're fairly confident there's going to be multiple tornadoes on the ground from late Tuesday to early Tuesday night, according to AccuWeather. They say people should take this threat seriously. Well, I can't believe it. She said it seems like only yesterday. What? Looks good. It's only been 68 years, really. A purse containing a prom invitation. This is in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Photos and other items back from the 1950s is going to be returned to its 82-year-old owner after workers found it while, while demolishing parts of the Indiana High School. Martha Everett lost the black stitch purse more than six decades ago. Workers found it in January behind the science classroom cabinets of the old Jeffersonville High School, where Everett was a senior back in 1955. Spokesperson said the district was able to track the woman down thanks to the power, ah, yes, of social media today after one of her relatives saw a Facebook post. The district plans to mail the purse to Everett's home in Florida. Now, I wonder, what was in that purse? Well, this is a whopper. Forgive me. Portland-area man has sued Burger King to receive free whoppers. But he was promised. He was promised after he somehow he got locked into the restaurant's bathroom. When he emerged, the manager said they'd give him free whoppers and they reneged or something, so he's agreed to $9,026, the cost of one whopper value meal a week. For the next 22 weeks. <laughs> My long national nightmare is over. Well, that's a bit extreme. Enjoy your lunches, sir. And finally, who said that? Many of you responded to this yesterday on our Facebook page. When Elijah battled depression, God didn't send an angel to preach to him, tell him he needed to pray more, or condemn him for feeling that way. He sent an angel to comfort him while he rested. Some people just need to be comforted and rest. Oh, and this fits, based upon what we previously said, the picture of the Pope. Uh -huh. There's only one Holy Father that says, and this man ain't him. Matthew 23, 9, and call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Uh -huh. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Don't go away. I love to say it. God is great. 
all the time, my friend. We're so grateful to be on this radio station doing a Christian broadcast of news, information, and comment every day at this time. So a big thank you to this station. Have you thanked them lately? Have you given lately? Always a need. Yep. Today, pray about it. See what God would have you do. Greg Patton Ministries out of the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana, bringing you the good news of Jesus Christ. Revival, love them. Love to meet people in person, share the good news, see lives changed. Your church, get in touch. GregPatton.com, G-R-A-G-P-A-T-T-E-N. Thank all of you that have been coming on board on Facebook. I love friends. You can be one today. Greg Patton on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for giving. Just being here. It's a really big deal for us. So the question is, is there any sin too big for forgiveness in the eyes of Almighty God? The Bible tells us that if we seek God's forgiveness through confession of our wrongdoing, then He's faithful, He's righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9. God's greater than any sin, my friend, and His love for us is unconditional and it is eternal. Sadly, many people fail to realize this and they go through life feeling unforgiven. I've experienced that so many times in our meetings around the country. Even though forgiveness has been bestowed, they struggle with the guilt and a sense of inadequacy because of something that happened maybe years ago, maybe when they were teenagers. God's ultimate desire for us is that we would experience the freedom, like that word, freedom, which comes from accepting His pardon and grace. If your thoughts are haunted by memories of past sin, then you know how difficult it is to enjoy your life to the fullest. Much of the depression that plagues our society today comes from a crushing weight of guilt, does it not? But once you confess your sin to God, God forgives you. He restores your fellowship with Him. To continue feeling unforgiven is really self-defeating, for crying out loud. God's wiped away your sin. Don't you forget it. He remembers it no more. Isaiah 43, 25. If you've confessed to God and you've truly repented, you are the only one who can resurrect the memory of that sin. A man, a woman, a child is what he thinks about all day long. What are you thinking about? One of the best ways I have found to put an end to such troublesome thoughts is to Write out a confession to God and, and sign the thing, and you date it. Then you go through the following scriptures before God. Mark them down. Got a pencil there, pen? Mark them down. Psalm 86, 5. Psalm 103, 2, 3, and 4. Micah 7, 18. Daniel 9, 9. 1 John 1, 9. And, of course, Hebrews 8, 12. Write out those verses alongside your confession. And once you've completed this project, read over what you've written there and consider what God has to say to you and about your sin. Then, across the page in big, bold letters, I'd write this. I am forgiven by God because of His Son's love and death at Calvary. Anytime the enemy tries to torment you with your past, Hey, take out that paper and pray. I refuse to accept Satan's lies. Based 
on the death of Jesus Christ for my sins. I stand forgiven for eternity before Almighty God, and I refuse any attempt to cause me to doubt what Christ has done for me. Satan, you and your demons get away from me in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ's death is sufficient payment for my transgressions. I am accepted and loved by God. I know it. I believe it. I think this could be called your um, declaration of independence. If Christ sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So I guess, again, the question is, are you free today? Most likely, you would say that uh, you are. Perhaps you would base your answer on the fact that you go most anywhere you choose and do what you like without anyone interfering in your life. Thousands of men and women have died at home and abroad while protecting our country from those who would oppress it. Good message for now, wouldn't you say? Or fighting to liberate maybe another nation. That's America. Freedom is always an expensive proposition. And this is especially true in a spiritual sense. Many people think that they have liberty because no one questions their activities or hinders their travel. And yet they're enslaved by all kinds of bondage. Anger and stress and workaholism, bitterness, unforgiveness, depression, anxiety, fear. More that can really imprison you. Any of this sound familiar? While a country can experience liberty on the battlefield, no nation is free until its people are free. And no person is free unless he or she is free on the inside. The truth is, there's only one way for a genuine liberation to happen to you, and I I love it. John 8, 36, if Jesus Christ makes you free, you will be free indeed. Paul's words from Galatians 5, 1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not subject again to a yoke of slavery. Remember what that was like? I was a slave to cigarettes, four packs a day, alcohol. To understand Jesus's mission of liberating everyone who follows him, we must know what freedom really means. It's commonly defined as a liberty from any type of enslavement or the opportunity and privilege to pursue one's desires and life goals without restraint or coercion from anyone. But greatest of all, freedom is to live a godly life through the power of the Holy Spirit. How are you doing today? We're never truly free until the grace and the goodness and the mercy of Almighty God becomes a reality in our personal experience. So there's the question, how are you doing? And finally, many of you will be able to identify with this one. The young woman brought her fiancé home to meet mom and dad, and after dinner, mom told her father to find out as much as she can about this guy. The father invited him into the study to talk. So what's the plans? The father asked. I'm a biblical scholar, he replies. A biblical scholar? Well, the father said, admirable. Then what do you plan to provide? A, a nice house for my daughter to live in? I will study, the young man replies, and God will provide. And how will you buy that beautiful engagement ring that she so deserves? I will concentrate on my studies, and God will provide. And the children asked Dad, how will you support the kids? Don't worry, sir, God will provide. The conversation proceeded like this every time the dad asked a question, and the young idealist insisted God will provide. Later the mother asked, how'd it go, honey? The father answered, 
He has no job, he has no plans, and he thinks that I'm God. <laughs> yeah, that's today, the new America. <laughs> Can't say any more. That's it, had to say, for another day. Trust things are going to be special somehow for you this Tuesday. I am Greg Patton. This has been Hello World. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.